Orthodox Arts Festival podcast, Christian podcast to inspire, educate, and entertain an emerging global Christian community. Welcome to Inspirational Entertainment. Hello everyone, this is Orthodox Arts Festival. Today I would like to introduce you to one of the chanders who will be presenting their work at this year's Orthodox Arts Festival. My name is Ioannis Antoniadis, and my guest today is Joanna Nicolouleas, a Greek-Australian chanter who currently lives and works in Melbourne in Australia. Among other things, Joanna is a representative of the Women in Byzantine Music Worldwide Association. Hello, Joanna. Welcome to the Orthodox Arts Festival. It's a great pleasure to have you here today. Thank you so much, Ioannis. It's really an honor to be invited. Thank you. Uh, after a very successful initial appearance, you are returning to the festival for the second time. You presented your charming video chants alone last year, but this year you returned with a group, including Presbytera Maria Ioannou, Kyriaki Tsagalidis and Georgia Bogdanis, all members of the Women in Byzantine Music Worldwide Association. You all have a unique style of presenting Byzantine music, utilizing filming and video editing, and we'll talk about this more later. So, Joanna, tell us. What do you like most in Byzantine chanting? For me personally, to be able to glorify our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ in such a beautiful way, um, that's what I like most about Byzantine ecclesiastical music. My second question will be about your childhood in Australia the Greek community there and your grandfather, who appears to be your original inspiration to chanting based on what you said in your biography. Can you tell us a little bit about the buzz back mm -hmm. then? Well, Melbourne, I'm not sure if you're aware, but Melbourne has a very prominent Greek community that encapsulates the essence of the Greek diaspora. And so growing up uh, in one of the Greek pockets of Melbourne, there was a very strong community and feel and sense of Greek spirit wherever you went. So um, my, my grandfather was a chanter in Melbourne uh, and he inspired me and I suppose planted the seed uh, and the love for Byzantine ecclesiastical music from a very young age. I remember sitting on the steps of the Psalpidium at the age of about three or four because I needed to be close to him to watch him chant. You must love him very much. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, were, were your family a kind of a religious uh, family or you, uh, you know, it was your personal choice uh, to step closer to the church? Uh, we, I grew up very close to the church from a very young age. Yeah. And uh, what, what was... What does you feel about the, the community over there? Do you feel that they were supporting the church, not only monetary, but also spiritually, the community over there? Did you feel that uh, the community had a true interest in, uh, in, you know, in ecclesiastical matters, in orthodoxy, in the Christian, you know, faith? And uh, do you think they also actively... Um, yeah, they, they, they were not only participating in a kind of on Sundays, and uh, but they actually, they were, they were this kind of what we call spiritual community. 
Christian spiritual community. Absolutely. The, the Greeks who migrated here to Australia established so many churches, especially here in Melbourne. Um, I, I actually cannot count how many churches, and they worked so hard to establish and build these beautiful churches all around Melbourne. Um, and that was for their love. Uh, that was out of love for not just um, Hellenism, but also Orthodoxy. So how far is the nearest church to your house? <laughs> well, probably about 10 minutes. 10 minutes. And I think everybody can roughly say the same thing. There's a church every 10 minutes away driving. Oh, my yeah. God. Incredible. I have to drive for one. I mean, it's one and a half hours, 40 minutes, the bus. And then because I have a problem, I don't drive. I'm suffering from sleeping apnea and I can't really oh. drive. So I take the bus. So it takes one hour and 40 minutes, sometimes two hours, and then another 25 minutes to actually walk there. Oh, really? That's incredible. What an yes. effort. Five hours every Sunday to, to come for the oh, go. Oh, wow. Come back. Yes, it is. Um, you know, I love this comfort every every time I go to Thessaloniki that mm. you just walk outside and there is the church and full of relics. Yes. Uh, it's yes. such a, such a pleasure. So what was your education in Byzantine music? Was it easy as a woman to have an education as such in a male-dominated ecclesiastical music scene? And especially in Australia, I mean, I don't know how much of it also is in English or it's everything in Greek. Can you just give us a little bit of a picture? So when I wanted to start formal lessons in Byzantine music, um, it, it was very difficult to find a teacher. Um, and when I did find a teacher, I, was, uh, I wasn't accepted. But to give you, uh, I suppose, to paint the picture more accurately, I would have been the only teenage female in a class of adult men. So it's completely understandable that I wasn't accepted into uh, into those classes. And then in 2014, I remember the Greek Orthodox Archdiocese of Australia commenced classes at one of the churches, uh, St. Estathios in South Melbourne, and that was open to males and females. And by that stage, many more females wanted to learn Byzantine ecclesiastical music. So, um, so they welcomed us with open arms. It was wonderful. So how many women in that you know personally currently, you know, are operational as Byzantine chanders? Uh, because you probably, um, you must know each other by now after all these years. So how many we were talking about? Um, look, I haven't sat down to count them all, but I'm pretty sure that there is probably one female in every parish who is learning Byzantine ecclesiastical music. So there's quite a few now. Okay. Yeah. So and, and sorry, no, no, I was no, just going to say no. back to your original question. Um, uh, the parishes also run English and Greek liturgies. 
now. Whereas maybe 10 years ago, that wasn't so common. It was so predominantly so your education will be in Greek or in English? Because I, I from knowing from the Parises here, they, they find quite difficult um, to turn Byzantine uh, chanting to, with Greek, uh, with the English um, words. And, uh, and they struggle. They just go from Russian to Greek to this and that. Uh, it's a little bit chaotic. But it's okay, it's fun, but at the same time, uh, you, you with exception of one I know, um, you can actually see that there's very little, um, a, a lot of them, they actually go back to Gregorian type of, uh, of uh, chanting because simply the members, the converts, they're English and you can actually see that the only thing they know is Gregorian, you have these males, they're trying to imitate the female voices. <laughs> it's a little bit, it's a little bit strange to hear this type of thing. But, but you know, if you are English, you get used to this type of, uh, and it, it, it appears natural. But for from a, from a Greek standpoint, it, it's so unnatural. <laughs> but uh, I don't know how it is, how it is over there with the English and the Greek. Um, I think it's a little bit more seamless. Um there are apps available that convert um, the, the hymns into English with the Byzantine notation. Really? So once you learn the Byzantine notation, it's very easy um, to pick up these apps and chant them in English, chant the hymns in English, yeah. God, you should really uh, send us some information to put out because I, I'm not sure if... Uh... A lot of people know about uh, apps like that. It might be very useful yeah. to pass around. Oh, fair Yeah, I'll, certainly I'll send you a link, yeah. That'd be great. So how did you come across Nectaria Karanzi, uh, that she is the president of uh, Women in Byzantine Music Worldwide Association? Yes, so Nectaria Karanzi is undoubtedly the most gifted and extraordinary voices on the planet, at least for myself. Her voice is not only angelic, but the way she interprets Byzantine music is like no other. And so when I heard her chanting, um, I had a strong sense to reach out to her and ask her if she had any guidance for female chanters specifically. And I believe I wasn't alone on my quest, um, which is, I suppose, how the Women in Byzantine Music uh, Worldwide Association was established out of the need for uh, female chanters to unite and collaborate and inspire one another and, and learn from one another. And that's really what the association is about. So you are one of the original members of, uh, of the association, I presume. I'm pretty sure there were many members in Greece. I don't, I, I can't tell you. Maybe perhaps in, in Australia, yeah. Yes. So can you tell us more about the association? What is your current role in it? Yes, so it the Women in Byzantine Music Worldwide Association is the world's first 
an official and largest membership platform for female chanters and choirs around the world. It was inspired by St. Porphyrios, as you would know, who blessed the creation of a female choir. And so Nectaria founded the association in 2013 in Greece and has since expanded its activities uh, throughout the world. Um, and our, like I said before, our association provides the opportunity for female chanters and choirs to collaborate and connect and unite and inspire one another and learn from one another. Um, and my current role is the representative of the association in Australia. And how many members currently the association has? That's a very good question. I'm not sure. <laughs> You're not you sure. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. I mean, um, it's you know, mathematics is uh, is not a very uh, uh, our strongest Greek point. It's just, you know, I mean, this type of thing, I struggle a lot myself uh, as Greek and you are Greek descent. You know, we are we are passionate and we like the inspirational aspect of things. The details are not, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> they are not so important, but, you know, it was just out of curiosity. Really, it's not important That's because it. because it's just so wonderful, the work. Yeah. Sorry, sorry for interrupting. Uh, what I can tell you is that we have members from so many different countries around the world, um, from the US, London, I believe Germany, Serbia, Australia, all over Europe. Are they Orthodox, all of them, or you have also other denominations? I haven't asked them personally, but I believe they're all Yes. Okay. Um, how one can become a member? What is the what is the requirements? So um, we have a website. The association has a website, and it's womeninbyzantinemusic.com. And to inquire about the membership, uh, you would there, there's a membership button that you can click on, and it goes through all the requirements. Um, However, if the URL is thewomeninbyzantinemusic.com forward slash membership. And uh, is it free or uh, it is by, um, uh, you know, you have to pay something uh, for the coaching and uh, are there different tires of that or is it just a one-off membership? So there is a one-off membership cost of uh, I believe it's 20 euro for an individual and then 20 euro per year. Wow, that's very reasonable, very reasonable. Yeah, I believe it's a symbolic amount. More it is, truly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, so tell us some of your highlights as a member. Do you have, you know, some really big moments? Look, for me... Uh, highlight is being able to connect with other female chanters from around the world and we have discussions every day we share works we share recordings uh, we ask for advice with one another and truly this is uh, a daily highlight for me did you have any opportunity to um, to gather as a group and perform an international event 
Um, I mean, I know easy for Nectaria, it would be quite easy to form a Greek group, but uh, you being so wonderful, uh, Chander, it would have been a great, you know, addition to be able to have you somewhere closer home. And uh, did you have this opportunity? All I can say, you want to set this point, is watch this space. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, that, is, that is my next question, though, because my next question would be, are you currently working on any new or ongoing projects? Look, there is there is definitely an important project um, that I, I do want to speak about, um, and that is expanding our membership platform online so that our existing uh, members and our new members have access to uh, music, ecclesiastical music and um, content that nobody else has access to. Uh, so we are expanding that on the website as we speak. Yeah. So you're building uh, something new, I mean, already as we speak. Uh, yeah, to, to bolt on, yeah, to bolt on to the existing website and to bolt on to the existing platforms that we use. Okay, God, that sounds very exciting. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, as a last question, I was wondering what advice you would give to aspiring female chanders who are interested in engaging creatively with Orthodox chanting? To be honest with you, um, I cannot give any greater advice than what Nectaria Garanzi has given us. And, um, and I will read the quote because it came from one of her interviews and it's, it's, it's profound and it's beautiful. So I will read out this quote. Yeah. It's, um, close your ears to the popular songs of sirens and don't be afraid of the difficulties and the loneliness of the path you chose with all your heart. That's really beautiful. Very, it's very really beautiful. beautiful. Yeah. It's very, very profound and very beautiful, very simple. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. what uh, Byzantine chanting is all about. So, Joanna, we thank you for taking the time to tell us about yourself, your work, and provide us with useful information about women in Byzantine Music Worldwide Association. Thank you. Thank you for having me, Ioannis. It's honestly, it's, it's an honour. And I really look forward to viewing all the submissions um, on the Orthodox Arts Festival. Uh, it really is an honour. Thank you very much. To all of our Orthodox Arts Festival viewers, from Joanna Nicolouleas and Ioannis Antoniadis, thank you for watching.